it's episode 67 of Best of the Best. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to the sound of my voice on Best of the Best. Yes. Episode 67. Yes. Today is June 17th, 2013. Mark. Yes, Andrew. It's mid-June. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we through June gloom yet? No? No. The shroud of June gloom will never be lifted. Now, we're still celebrating last year's June gloom. Is that correct? That's true. Yes. That's, that's nice that we were able to stretch the stretch that June gloom all the way to a full year. Yeah. It's like when you, uh, you know, you get like a pair of new pair of glasses. You gotta, you're supposed to get, uh, you know, a prescription change every two years or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, you go to the optometrist, it says, eyes are still the same. You still use a pair of glasses. Yeah. So in this case, though, our depression... Well, we were working last June, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah, we were just about to start working. Yeah. Or we might have been a week on, or so on a show. And then uh, those salad days are over. Those, those were nice days. Though. It was uh, the beginning of the end for any kind of profit. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I went on, I was on Facebook recently friend of the show facebook and i saw a post from somebody that i went to high school with this is just weird to me the post was this is keep in mind this is somebody i haven't talked to in years but the post was sitting down to watch the best movie ever tonight mm-hmm. period a glass of wine and inception Ooh man what crazy dreams am I going to have tonight? Ooh. Now, it just struck me as odd that somebody would schedule out watching Inception, even though we both like that movie, right? Right. It's a good movie. Yeah. What, when, when can you like start to talk about a movie again after it's come out? Is it like 15 years you have to wait? I feel like 10. 10 years? 10 years. So in... Um... It's like movies that came out in 2003 we could talk about. Yeah, we can it's like the first Batman, like Batman Begins. Yeah, or like the Aviator. Yeah, yeah. Like if I sat down and watched the Aviator, and I then I was like, "Man, what a what a movie!" Watch the Aviator; it was really good. Yeah, didn't see it the first time. Peas in all those bottles. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. So, but then anything anything after that, anything like if po- I if I was like, guess what I saw on TV the other day? The Avengers. Yeah, I remember when that came out a year ago. Yeah, it was like good. it was. That's a crazy movie, right? Flicks, Flicks gets big movies. Yeah. Can can we talk about it? Because it was pretty good. I guess if you want to, uh, I don't really remember it very well. I'm not I'm not boring you, am I? With t- want to talk about the Avengers? Because like they got that weird cube thing, and then there's that guy at the end. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? That movie hasn't come out yet, right? Like the follow-up to it? Yeah. No, it probably won't be coming out for another two or three years, I think. Oh. 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 No, it would be more like... Oh, actually, it's it's funny, because... At at least Avengers came out last year. It would be more like... I saw the craziest movie on HBO the other day. The Departed. (laughs) Has anyone heard of this movie? It's got a lot of big names in it. It came out recent enough for me to have seen it, but not thought about it. 
it was weird. I went to this uh, friend's wedding and we were getting ready and uh, they were watching um, they were watching HBO and they were showing From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. And there was a guy there that was like, is that Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. What movie is this? Oh, you just wait and see. Buddy. And I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, well, this is a weird movie. Like you just wait, you yeah. just fucking wait. About to, we're about to kick it up another notch on the weirdness. I feel like that movie is really well known, though, right? But the fact at, that this at guy this was point, like, yeah, and the fact that he didn't, you know, doesn't know the twist. Well, I think we've talked about that movie enough on this show that, like, yeah, I, I think I've said I, I envy anybody who didn't know what they were getting into when they picked that yeah. dvd up off the shelf or that vhs off the shelf yeah because it's like you think it's like a heist movie it's kind of like it's a little like reservoir dogs almost yeah it's like all, all sorts of shit going on they got to then... get to mexico and like because it sets up a whole story yes and it's like these guys have to get to mexico and they're kidnapping a, an rv owned by harvey Keitel harvey to Keitel. get there yeah juliet lewis is there mm-hmm. and you're like all right He's lost his faith. This is a movie. Yeah. We're going to watch this movie. This movie's going to be good. There's going to be probably some drug deals gone bad. Mm-hmm. And then vampires. And then, yeah. Then uh, Cheech Marin shows up about six times. Six times in that movie, I think. And then... I think uh, it's three times. Yeah. He play, I think he plays three different characters. Then, uh, yeah, they get to they get to the titty twister. <coughs> and then, uh, then a lot of shit goes down. Yeah. Then you're just like, what the fuck? What happened to that other movie I was Where watching? Is the th- this third act is just gone completely off the rails. Then you realize it's not the third act. It's the second half of the movie. Yeah. And then uh, you're like, well, does he... This is... It's, all this is odd. But that movie came out in the 90s, so it's fine to yes, talk about that Yes, you can talk movie. about that one. But I guess you couldn't talk about, like... Uh... I saw Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. You see this movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. What a... What a crazy twist on that movie, huh? Am I right? Well, you could talk about that you one could. that came out a few weeks ago. Not in our, not in our now, now, now zeitgeist. Oh, we, that is, that movie's dead to us. Like, imagine if I started talking about um, the Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible, no. Ghost Protocol, the one that just came out. So you can't Oblivion. Even yeah, if I was like, have you heard of this movie? What a crazy movie. You'd be like, that came out like seven years ago. It came out months ago. My my mother's sending work. pictures of dogs. Does that work? Oh, we're sending dog pictures. Let me send you one. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. Andrew, we're talking about big movies. We are talking about big movies, but specifically this week, we are talking about big movies that did not do well. Right. We're talking about box office bombs this week on Best of the Best, episode 67. There's a lot at stake, though, Mark. There is a lot at stake. Andrew. First, and foremost, the winner of Best of the Best will receive a $25 gift card to Wendy's. Yes. Which sounds delicious right now. I could go for like a Baconator or the, those quad stackers. Mm-hmm. No, that's Burger King. Uh, they used to do like a, like a four by four. Um, oh, they got like, uh, they got Frosties now that you put in cones. Isn't that just soft serve ice cream? But it's a frosty, Mark, and it's in a cone. I think you're describing soft serve ice cream. No, you're not listening to me. There's a frosty. You see the frosty? That goes in a cone. I can't think of any other place that would serve it that way. It's incredible. Second prize. The second prize. Wait, is it a waffle cone or like a cake cone? I believe it's a waffle cone. 
That's the way to go. I don't know why they even make cake cones. Cake cones, that's too much. That You got too much crunch there. You mm-hmm. got the waffle cone, nice, thin, crisp, just like a little bit of snap to it. Cake cone, you're just, you, it feels like you're just eating like a, you're eating lunch then. You're just wanting to sit down with a knife and fork and just, you got to just get through this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, sit down with a magazine to right. try and eat through this cake cone. You got to clear up the bathroom yeah. four hours from and now then, like, because I am going to make a mess. The ice cream's all jammed into the nooks and crannies you're, of that thing, like too. You're like a dog just licking into the bottom of it. You're just yeah. like, oh, for God, I don't want to eat it. I I just ate lunch like six hours ago. I'm, I can't eat another lunch now with this cake cone. So I just want the ice cream. But with the waffle cone, all it is, it's just like just a cone. That's mm-hmm. it's just... There's just ice cream at the bottom of this this little tube. That's all you need, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like when I went to TCBY at the Arizona Phoenix Airport the other day. There's a TCBY there. Yeah. There's one in the Denver Airport too. Yeah. Didn't stop there. No. But I feel like if you're there, if you if you're flying into Phoenix, do me a favor, stop at the TCBY there. That's next to uh I think it's like a like a Cinnabon. Yeah, there's this, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I've had to fly into there a lot of times. Actually, yeah, actually, what happened? There's a TCBY. There's a sports bar. There's probably like a Rax in there, and or then like a Fazoli's. There's another bar. It's probably a Bob Evans kind of tucked away in there. I don't think so. Actually, what happens is I ordered the TCBY. I turned around, and uh, somebody said, uh, "Hey, buddy, what are you doing?" I said, "I was just getting some TCBY." And they're like, Where, where's the TCBY? I said, oh, it's right there. I turned around. It's gone. gone. Looked at my Board hand. Up. Nothing there. Yeah. Nothing there. It was incredible. I, I, I could have sworn that I ordered it from TCBY. The country's best yogurt, Mark. <laughs> the second prize that we're competing for today yeah. is, of course, and this is exciting. Mm. I, think, mm-hmm. I think the prize posse brought it back this time. Mm. You will have one hour of Art LeBeau's radio show. Oh. All your requests. <laughs> and he does Coast to Coast AM, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So, one hour. Yeah. During, it's his late night show. Yeah. Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. One hour. Whatever you got. Whatever, whatever you want to request. Yeah. As long as it fits his, you know, Motown. Yeah. Slow AM kind of jams. Yeah. You know, it's so you like get some Smokey Robinson. Yeah, you, you get, get some Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. Now he'll do um, he'll do the Supremes, but he won't like it. You're right. And he'll say it. He'll say it too, which is now, really shitty of him. Under duress, <laughs> the, Supremes. the Supremes. And then uh, then it gets into ticky tack kind of thing because you're just like uh, I want to hear the heavy, mm-hmm. which is kind of uh, Motown influenced current band. And he says no, no, fuck off. It's not not what we do here, man. I'm like, but it's they got the big horns and there's like a you know good, don't care, but but now, but can I else can it, like Buddy Holly? Can I can I request Buddy Holly? You can request it. I don't have the tapes. Uh, what, do you, what do you have tapes for? Isn't it all digital? No, that's how you get that sound, that Art LeBeau's sound. But oldies, it just, but goodies. It just sounds like you're taping it off of other radio stations. I can hear like station identifications at the end of your songs. <laughs> the s- what would it be? The vo- the voice of Macomb County. Is the what- bomb. <laughs> Tune it in to one hundred seven point nine. 
The bomb. So that's what's at stake. Two fabulous prizes. Hopefully you listeners out there got your bomb stickers because the party posse is out in full force. (laughs) If you got your keychain, flag down the party posse, you get your own bomb sticker. Be a part of the bomb squad. KBBBB. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. And crazy prizes. I don't know why we don't have a job as AM DJs. Okay, so those are the fabulous prizes. It was a new it was a yeah. It was a hydrogen bomb sure. sucked all the air back right. in. Those are the prizes for this episode of Best of the Best. Mark, we're going to start with a customary coin flip. Today, we're dealing with a fake $25 uh, Las Vegas chip from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Yep. It's fake, so Andrew is currently holding up nothing. Uh, it is not is non-existent. I bought it at the TCBY. Yep. So uh, I'll be deciding whether it lands heads or tails, right. I guess. The, um, the $25 side, I guess we will consider heads. Yeah. And the yeah. fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada side will consider tails. Okay. Call it in the air, Mark. Tails. It is tails. Tails. Mark, today on episode 67 of Best of the Best, we were talking about box office bombs. Box office. Here on 107.9, the bomb. My skin! Mommy! Your skin just got rocked off by the bomb. Time to get the lead out. (laughs) Making that request to the government, yeah. Uh, We're talking about, Mark, the best reason that a movie flopped. Yeah. So there's a lot of big flops out there. All of them have different reasons why they did. Some of them word of mouth. Some of them, it's word of mouth. Um, um, timing. Exactly. Counter, you know. Just the mood of the nation. Yeah. Because, you know, anytime you're making a movie, it's big business. So when a movie gets made, the goal pretty much, especially with bigger budget features, is this has to land. And we have to make it all in the first week. And... We've specifically made it in such a way that this will land. Yeah. Business-wise, this was the best way to go. Right. So, Mark, we're talking about the best reasons that a movie flopped. Kick or receive, Mark? I'll receive. I'm ready to go. He's going to receive. Mark, the best reason a movie flopped. Andrew, I have a very specific example. Mm. So, the summers. You got big tentpole releases. Like I say, you got to make your money back or else... Because during the summer, except for this summer, it seems, generally you got, like, a big release every week. Oh, we're getting a big release. It's called... Man of Steel. (laughs) It's called White House Down. Oh, this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. You need something big or else everybody will forget about your movie and it won't won't get seen, right? Right. So... Because you got more coming down the chute. There's no... I mean, with the exception of, like... You know, after Earth a couple weeks ago, where Fast and Furious Six was sitting at number one for, but also know, three at, well, or four weeks. Well, everybody was. I think the marketing team. For, I don't think anybody expected Fast and Furious Six to outdo After Earth. 
Mm. I think people expected After Earth to do really well. Well, yeah, I think they expected to, but I don't know. I think they were overestimating the popularity of Will and Jaden's Smith. Which is crazy, because again, I was watching Karate Kid, the remake, at the gym. I was like, this looks like a good movie. I couldn't hear it. it. I was only reading the subtitles, but it looked like a good movie. He does like a front, like a backflip kick. Like um, like Guile. Yeah, he does like a flash kick, yeah. knocks this kid's face right off. Like if you were listening to KBBB, 107. would rock your face off. The bomb. That's w- exactly what happened. But uh, then you get to After Earth, and people are like, this kid is fucking sucks. Like the fact that people are name-checking Pia Zadora, um, she was in Clan of the Cave Bear in the 80s, and then... Uh, Effective, she won a Golden Globe for it, and it, a lot of people felt that her, her like Hollywood um, husband, who was a lot older than her, had essentially bought her this part, and then later on went to buy her a Golden Globe. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think it's Clan of the Cave Bear, but it's something like that. Well, but that's what they're that's what they're comparing comparing Jaden Smith to. And that movie, that, that movie is largely green screen as well, right? probably gets chased so like, by like cyber monkeys and yeah so that's that's like not doing that kid any favors big bugs uh but but your movie though so the summer it's a lot of tent so it's poles, the summer big big blockbuster features specifically summer of 1989 1989 it was a glorious summer huge releases lethal weapon 2 i believe mm-hmm uh ghostbusters ghostbusters no. anyways raiders oh batman yeah. The first Batman. Uh, I think Temple of Doom, maybe. Anyways. RoboCop? A lot of big... No, not RoboCop. And I know why it wasn't RoboCop, because the movie <laughs> I'm talking about is, of course, Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. <laughs> yes. Uh, Orion Pictures' best bet. Orion Pictures pretty much staked everything on Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. It tested really well. They said that it tested its best... The I think they were saying that they wanted to release it in spring originally. Yeah. But then it tested so well. They were like, these are the best testing, best numbers we've gotten since uh, since RoboCop. Mm-hmm. This is a summer release. This is the one that's going to bring us back from the brink. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest disappointment on UHF was uh, that our expectations had been built up so much. I mean, after the high test scores that the, uh, the movie got, uh, the executives at Orion were... Uh, were touting me as their new Woody Allen, as like their new comedy artist that they're going to stick behind and develop a whole career with. And uh, we were kind of buying into the hype a little bit, I think. And then after the first weekend, when it just grossed $2.1 million, uh, <laughs> that all kind of went away. I was kind of a ghost in the hallway at Orion. And it just got swallowed up by Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It was out for maybe three weeks in most of the country. Mm-hmm. I know my brother saw it four times in those three weeks yeah he probably wanted to drink from the fire hose yeah uh so specifically just releasing overestimating the power of your own movie it's the best reason why a movie flops i think it's the best reason because it shows that somebody believed in you yeah you know like there's nothing worse than when a movie comes out with no publicity they like just dump it out in february or march when nobody goes to movies well, Mystery Science Theater 3000, I think, is a pretty good example. Yeah, of that. we're going to do a roadhouse. We're doing a roadshow movie. It really sucks. We're not going to tell anyone about it. And then hopefully you saw it, I guess. 
sorry. It's like easier to do that now with the internet because you could just check the website and be like, oh, it's playing in my part of town. And well, that's kind of what Kevin Smith did with Red State. Yeah. Recently, is that he did like a roadshow type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, but I, I feel like with Mystery Science Theater, I think it would have done a world of good. Like if it were released now, digital distribution would have been huge for that movie. Yeah. Like people could have done VOD or iTunes or anything like that. But you're saying that the every Orion severely overestimated, which, yeah, that's that's insane. When you think about it, you're just like, how do you? How did how, you? How did why you did you think this movie? How did you think that this was going to compete with? Batman, honey, the, I exactly the, kids. the big tent poles that Lethal are happening during the sequel. summer. That like this is your stake. Like yes, you absolutely you hold off or you release it in the spring. You don't yeah. want to get it. You don't want to get it swallowed up by all these huge movies. Yeah, they dropped it right in the thick of it, like the end of June. Yeah, sink or swim. They or, just it might have like... been Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> it might have been the deadliest time for a movie to come out. What is uh, what is this year's big Fourth um, of July movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, it's probably something annoying, right? Probably something kind of bad. Probably. So you say... It's probably got Brendan Fraser in it. Pro- <laughs> Man was Dudley Do-Right, Mark. You shut your fucking mouth. So you say overestimating. Overestimating the power of your little little budget film. Mark, uh, the best reason that a movie flopped... It's because the cast itself told you that it was going to flop. I, of course, am referring to 1987's Leonard Part 6. Ah, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, star vehicle. Bill Cosby. directed stars? Pretty much was the auteur of the whole thing. Bill Cosby plays like a spy, like an international spy that is called back into service to overtake a vicious gang of uh, vegetarians vegetarians yes and um i know a lot more about this movie than anybody should it's uh it sounds insane Mm because you watch clips of it and you're just like christ this is a terrible like the pacing everything is just wrong about it like um there's a gag where he's like fighting like a bunch of thugs and they're all vegetarians and he's got like He's got, like, hamburger patties, and he, like, slaps it on them, and it, like, burns them like holy water to vampires. That's kind of funny. Or he's uh, he's got this, like, um, um, it's, it's, it, he looks like uh, like one of the space balls. Like, he's supposed to be look, look, kind of like RoboCop, but he's he's in this, like, white outfit, and so he looks like he looks like one of the space balls. Like a stormtrooper? No. Well, yeah, but from space balls. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Uh, he uh, he's got all these missiles and he like fires them at this door, except it's just like vague explosions, and then like the door doesn't fall down and he's like, oh, tough door. Or um, another one where they like there's a guy there's a hitman that's supposed to kill him in this kitchen, and the hitman like fires a bullet and he misses, but it's literally like 45 seconds of the bullet like ricocheting, ricocheting. off of stuff. Yeah, and they just watch it go back and forth. And then it uh, it hits the hits the um, 
Hits the bad guy. Hits the bad guy in the back of the head. That could so, work. So no, it, these I, are bits that could be funny. It could be, but the, like it's just you watch it and you're just like, this is strikingly unfunny. Yeah. The fact that like the big boss is a vegetarian, you get it, Mark, because they don't eat meat. Well, I have to, yeah, I have to wonder like if you did that gag now, you would think, well, this is just ridiculous. But at the time, we're like vegetarians actually. It was a big weird. I assume it was like a big thing, a big fad in the eighties. It's yeah. like that and like harry krishna's like like if we made a movie about like people doing bath salts now yeah in like seven years everybody would be like well that was an odd choice then um uh then on top of it it's uh this movie's made because by... in seven years everybody will be on bath salts oh my god i am waiting for that day uh I, I'm, I'm gonna do mr bubble mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go bath soaps uh, then on top of that, uh, the movie's produced by Columbia Pictures, so uh, there's a big influence of like Coke products in this thing. So Roger Ebert points out in his very angry review of this movie that like the whole movie is a mess, and even though Crosby has disowned, has disowned it, he cannot escape all the blame. I don't think so. In one scene, his 20-year-old daughter brings home a 66-year-old man that she wants to marry. Cosby is appalled. This guy is robbing the cradle. What does he do? He calls for a sandwich and a Coke. And then he holds the Coke bottle prominently next to his face for the rest of the scene. First it says Coca-Cola, then the next shot it says Coke, in case you missed the point. Who released this movie? Columbia. Who owns Columbia? Coca-Cola. What is Coca-Cola doing with this movie? They have a lot of products in this movie, Gene, that you can get a tie-in where you can get the product in connection with buying a ticket for the movie. I think that that is an all-time low. Bill Crosby, the richest man in show business, $67.5 million income last year, reduced to holding a Coca-Cola bottle next to his face in order to get a picture made at Columbia. He ought to be ashamed of himself. Boy, you're upset. It sounds like an insulting movie. So the script itself sounds bad. It's a bad movie, but the the reason it's a flop is well, a because it's a bad movie. Yeah. But Bill Cosby then went out of his way during interviews into the lead up of this movie to, to actively tell people, "Do not go see this movie. Don't go see it. It's yeah. a bad movie. I hate it. it." It's he like had already washed his hands of the whole thing by uh, by the time this movie was released in mid-december so like right in the heart of oscar season yeah <laughs> so uh i actually I, I think it probably was probably the it was probably like the christmas release like well that would probably a, be the that's a bigger big time for family movies right yeah it's also good for counter programming yeah i guess if you want to dump stuff it's, yeah that's probably a way to go but um it's uh it's a it's a bad movie, but he actively went out of his way. And then when he won the Razzies, he he like won a bunch of Razzies. He like yeah. demanded that they make them and like gold plate them. And then he brought them on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and he said, "Look, I swept the awards." Yeah. So he had already he just actively just went out of his way to really fuck over Columbia here by saying, "This movie is a pile." Like when he well he has nobody to blame but himself, too yeah it's weird I, I i don't know if they ever followed up or if there's been an interview that i've read where he explains exactly like if he just well well actually the director i don't he didn't direct it but i believe he wrote it and he was the star of it the director went out of his way to say that like bill the, you have to imagine like bill cosby was one of the biggest television stars at yeah. the time this is like 1987 the cosby show is in full swing like this is the guy and uh, the, he just was surrounded by these people that were just like, you know, 
it's all great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Great stuff. Great. You know, watch the bullet for 45 seconds. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah, vegetarians. That's funny stuff. And uh, nobody actively challenged him. So this is what you get. Yeah. You know, the fact that they, Leonard Part 6, get it? There's no, there's no one through five. But uh, Leonard Part 6, when your talent actually goes out of its way to say how bad this movie is, you're probably going to bomb on your hands. Yeah. Final arguments. Final arguments, Mark. Andrew. Yeah. Seems like Leonard Part 6 was going to be a bomb regardless of whether or not Bill Cosby came out and said, don't see this movie. Because there is so much ire. Not necessarily. And you say that people were annoyed by the title already. No, I was annoyed by the title. Not necessarily. Mark, you know of a plenty of bad movies mm-hmm. where you see it coming a mile away that it's a big shitstorm. Critics fucking hate it. Yeah. But yet it still does blockbuster numbers. Like Transformers. Yeah, but Transformer, Transformer, I, I don't know. I feel like the, if Shia the landscape La- if like has Shia LaBeouf, If Shia LaBeouf had gone on to television, like, he's on Letterman, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave asks, so, uh, Shia, you got this big movie project coming up, uh, you know, it's Transformers Dark of the Moon? Dark of the Moon. That sounds crazy. You want to watch me cook an omelet? No, mm. Dave. Nobody does. Uh, well, well, you know, tell me about the movie. And then Shia LaBeouf said... It's bad. It's a, this is a it's a bad movie. Like, yeah. Let me let me just tell you right now, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Not worth. Don't your money. see it. Don't see it. The fact that you're paying like fifteen bucks to see it in three D in an IMAX and stunning, glorious three D. I think it's like twenty two dollars. It's insane. Keep your money. Buy a book. I don't care. Just don't spend it on this. Like that would absolutely put the brakes on Universal, and that would really hurt the 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 fuck out of that movie. Probably. Yeah. But instead, Shia LaBeouf says, well, it's a great project. I loved working with John DeNiro. Uh Optimus Prime is a wonderful actor. He's, did you know he's very, he, he seems scary when you see him in person, yeah. but he's really nice to his kids. I don't know if you've seen his Othello. He's really, really good. Really gets the character in a way that I, I don't know if anybody else ever has. And, and that's coming from somebody who's also played Othello at Summerstock. Yeah. Me. Yeah. As a... It's like a five-year-old. As a, as a white, as a Jewish kid. Yeah, yeah, Jewish kid in between summers of uh, even Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- so that, that's what I'm saying. The fact that Bill Cosby actively went out of his way. like Desdemona. That couldn't. She poisons me. <laughs> that couldn't have helped that movie. So if Bill Cosby came out and said, it's a funny movie, we're all very excited. It's like, you have to imagine like Will Ferrell. He like ties it into uh, the show. The Cosby Show? Yeah. It's like, the whole family's going to go see Leonard Part 6 this weekend. <laughs> Me? Theo? But but believing in a project so much and overestimating it so much, when it is a good movie, UHF is a good movie. It's a funny movie, yes, but the, the fact that it's so... Um, that's that it's It's crazy. I don't know if it's the best. It's just insane that Orion had so much faith in this movie. And yes, in, and in Weird and, Al. And in Weird Al. That's the other thing, too. It's one thing to put your stock in Bill Cosby, who yeah. is a tested comedian and talented TV star. With a loyal and following. And has been in other movies. But instead, you turn to Weird Al Yankovic, who, A, is not an actor. No. B, has never been in a movie. No. I believe this was before Naked Gun. Yeah. And uh, C. They're here for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> waving on the airplane. Then C 
expect it to do gangbusters knowing that there's really no i mean there's a built-in audience but it's like it's like it's like putting your money into like cool as ice it's like saying yes that's the big summer People tent love vanilla ice vanilla ice this is we strike while the iron's hot from justin to kelly we strike while the iron's hot yeah Gl- glitter Mariah Carey's movie. Yeah, but she was she's more established as an actress, as a person. Phone's ringing, Mark. So, Andrew, I guess, I guess I can see that at least Bill. It's better that Bill Cosby was looking out for us on this one. That's the nice part. It's one thing for Orion to be like. We're going to make a fuck ton of money on this fucking guy. It's another thing for Bill Cosby to be like, this is a pile of shit. And I should know. I made it. Because I shit it out my butt. I'm really sorry. I wanted to make something good. I didn't. Yeah. It's like like you went over to Bill Cosby's house. Yeah. And he was like, come on over. I'm going to bake a pie. Mm -hmm. And then you get there. And the pie is just a mess. Yeah. And Bill goes... Don't eat the pie. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just fucked it up. I don't. I don't know what I did. There's there's probably a turd in there. If you easily cut, a there's turd, probably a turd. I will bet there's a turd. I'm I'm, I'm like 98 percent sure there's a turd in there. Yeah. Yeah. Not mine. Mm-mm. I don't know where it came from, but uh, whereas other people, they'll they'll go on the circuit and they'll be like, "This is a great project. Yeah, it's, exactly. People are gonna love it and eat that pie in front of me. Fucking eat it. Go ahead. Does it taste like turd? That's weird. No. No, it's a great No, pie. I already ate. I'm full. <laughs> you eat the pie. I'm already working on my next pie. Get eat, in it. Eat it. Pay me, pay me for the for the privilege of eating that pie. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess it was nice of Bill Cosby to help us out. Yes. Although he probably already got paid, so Oh my good like, good lord, yes. It's not like he was hurting himself. Leonard Part Six though. Wonderful film. Bad movie. Vegetarians. Round two. The joke. Andrew, moving on to round two. Moving on to round two, Mark. The second round is the best flop. Best flop. Film that's actually not that bad. Not that bad. Best flop. Mark, you went first in that first round, which means I go first in the second round. Mark, I think you've heard me say it. I'm I'm confident I've talked about this before. The best flop that is probably is, is a really good movie, Mark. No, it isn't. It's hard to watch. Speed Racer. Yeah, I yeah, thought so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, here's the thing with Speed Racer. Is Lana and her brother, Wachowski. Yeah. Is uh Speed Racer is a solid movie that is built on a fun cause here's what here's what I was thinking about. Here's what I was thinking about. It's one thing. It would be one thing if if you were to take that license and just uh, uh, want to do a gritty reboot. Because, like, Speed Racer would really lend itself very easily to a gritty reboot. You have this professional racer. Days of Thunder? Pretty much. This professional racer, his dad is working in the pit crew. And he's like always he's always on his son. He's like, you need to watch out. All right. You are too fucking reckless yeah. out there. Your brother died the same way. And your body's and he's right, like, right and checks your ego can't catch. I'm not like my brother. 
even I, though he I, he I, wants to be like his brother. I That's got the a issue. monkey. Yeah, I got a monkey and a, and a kid brother. They hide in the trunk of the car while I'm All the fucking, fucking racing. Time. It's insane. To be honest with you, I don't even know why I have a trunk on this race car. Am I going to... I feel like it's just that are... drag to it, yeah. really. I what am I doing? Can am we I... take that out and slim it down a little bit? I like to go to Whole Foods right after the race. So, and, and then it's like, this. You know, he's got this love story that's happening, and and like his brother is not dead, and, and there's racer this like X. secret racer sure. that appears during these like midnight street races that... To like help him, yeah, and, but we don't know why he's helping him. And like, obviously, then it's like you could easily, you know, the, the dad figures it out and then like tricks out his car, and he's got all these like gadgets at the end of it that help him win. Otherwise known as cheating, pretty much. You, you press the H button and like spikes come out of the car. Yeah. So it's very easy that you could have like set it in modern time. You could have just done it that way, and it could have been very simple and easy. Well, the Quasi Brothers didn't do it that way. Siblings. The Wachowski people didn't do it that way. Well, right. they were the brothers at the time. Are you sure? Uh, they, I think they're billed as the brothers in that movie. I think it's right around. It's because um, that came out in '05, or no, 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 it didn't. '08, I think. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah, so. Did they do? They did something in between Speed Racer and this most recent one, right? Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I think maybe. so. I don't think so. Actually, no. Maybe, maybe they were the siblings at the time because I don't think they did press for that movie. Uh, regardless, that didn't help. regardless, um, they decided to go the complete opposite way. Make it this like Neo Tokyo, just like candy colored everything. It's everywhere. just like just overly consumerist. Like everything's got a fucking name brand on it, and like that's the thrust of the movie is yeah. like that uh, that you know racer industries needs to team up with you know Batty McMoney face, mm-hmm. and then like Matthew Fox is there. Lord help you if you get embedded with Batty McMoney face, <laughs> <laughs> he will own you forever. Yeah, you'll just be open your eyes and right there, Batty McMoney face, right in right. your eye line, right there. Uh, so, and that's, uh, so instead you get this like fucking crazy colorful movie that is just all sorts of stuff happening. Wonderful little scene transitions. It's like the way wacky scene transitions. No, I think the like the guy's face is the transition. It's a neat way to trans to, to, to transition from car to car and to get dialogue across. It is like, kinetic. That it's like it's a it's a way to do it, and it's very much like manga kind of yeah. inspired. That we're just getting these like little cross panels, and we're just panning across these racers as they're talking, but we're seeing cars going by at the same time. There's a lot of stuff to process as it's happening, and I'm not going to say that it's some like it's some incredibly deep movie, but again, as I said before, you could to take a franchise and this existing franchise like speed racer it's like you go look at the avatar movie that like avatar or windbender uh avatar the last airbender so you take this m9 yes uh uh, you take this m9 Shyamalan movie and there's one way to take a existing franchise and just shit out this movie you're just like there's the fucking movie deal with it it's another thing to deal with it america take take a franchise and actually try something different with it and it's a shame that it didn't do as well as it could have 
At least it should have at least made back its money because it's not a bad movie. It is not a bad movie. Have you seen it with the subtitle with, with audio? I saw it in the theater. Mark. You saw it in the theater. I went specifically to see this movie, and wow. I was really impressed. I really liked it. It's just exciting. There's great music in this movie, and and here's the other thing is is that like it seems kind of there are parts that seem like hokey, mm-hmm. but it, it's like it's definitely referencing the source material. Like yeah. you can't have if you just made this gritty reboot, like that would have been boring. That would have been, it would have been like Catwoman. Like that's what it would have been. Instead, you take references to the source material and so kids that are familiar with speed racer and adults that are familiar with speed racer they're like okay this is a touchstone i can understand the monkey and the kid jumping out of the car yeah like the really over the top action scenes where like you know like there's a punch and you get like a big black like a flash of light yeah yeah so and like that's exactly from the cartoon but at the same time they're putting in this um just these really neat visuals and this really interesting way of telling this this movie and like you can't help but be invested in it and and uh energized by it because it's just exciting and action-packed so uh there again like they it's an experiment that i think should have gone better for the for the wachowskis yeah because they could have easily phoned it in but i don't think they did i think they like i don't think they know how to phone it in heavily invested in this movie yeah and it's an interesting choice for them for, it's an interesting choice overall for them to direct a this this film like i don't know if they were hoping for i assume they were hoping for a franchise because they put so much money into it that's probably what it was that they're just like the Wachowskis had a huge franchise with The Matrix. Hopefully, they can do it again with Speed Racer. And it's like, we can make Speed Racer 2 and Speed Racer 3. And hopefully, it'll become a thing. The quickening? <laughs> yes. And uh, it just didn't pan out, which is a shame because it was like it's like $200 million that they yeah. spent on it. And they only made pretty much, I think they made like half it back. Yeah. But it's not it's not as bad a movie as I think people expect it to be. Like, it's a fun movie. It's frenetic. It's very exciting. It's a it's a movie that like there's a lot going on, and uh, you don't expect something horribly deep from it. You know, you're not expecting like uh, uh, I don't know, like Heaven's Gate or uh, that was the one that sunk uh, the uh, pretty much the Easy Rider Raging Bull generation yeah. died with that one. So if you're expecting something, some kind of gripping social commentary, but there's yeah. still there's still stuff there. Like if you look in the in the corners of that movie, you can still glean stuff from it. But corporations speed, are bad. Corporations are bad. Sports are fixed. Yes, your brother's probably dead, but maybe not. Maybe not. But then he but tells you he's is. dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I say Speed Racer. Speed Racer should have done better than it did. Interesting pick. Andrew, my pick. I saw this movie just recently on Stars. Avengers? That was a good movie. Can we talk about Avengers now? One one more episode and then I think it'll be safe. Oh, okay. All right. Disney's John Carter. John Carter of Mars. I think it was just called John Carter. I think it was just called John Carter. But originally The Mar- I, I mean, it was also called The Martian Rice Burrows and John Carter of Mars. Yeah. They were trying to. They've been trying to make this movie for decades. Yes, and when it finally came out in December of last year, November. Yes, was it last year or maybe the year before? It was the year before. 
um just yeah just fell 2011 just collapsed basically nobody saw it myself included well i mean there's a lot of reasons for it yeah there's a lot going against it one taylor kitsch is not a not, leading man not as much a leading man as people think or like as his agents want me to believe because he he was uh he was in like six movies right this is the leading man in like six movies over the past two years. Yeah, and then and they all fell. Also, you're kind of expecting people, you know, Friday Night Lights. You know, it's the show that barely stayed on the air for so long. But Direct TV had a thing. They came in, they they saved it. Yeah. Uh, but also odd source material. Like people were expecting. People, people aren't familiar with it. And then they were they were like people were like yeah just make John Carter people will come following yeah and so you watch the trailers you're like I don't know what the fuck this movie is. I don't is. know who this guy is but it's it, it also has a big problem with you you can't really set something on Mars where there's aliens there yeah like we know there aren't aliens there yeah but it's we? like it's like set in the future though right no it's set in the 1800s he's a he's a Civil War veteran oh that's right. I mean, well, that that's not so much concerning as it is. It's just they did a poor job promoting, the, like, promoting this movie correctly. Yeah. That, like... The movie that I ended up watching was very different from what I remember seeing in the trailer. This was supposed to be Disney's Avatar, is what this was supposed to be. I mean, yeah, I think they were also hoping for something like what the, the success that they had with the Pirates movies. Probably. But, yeah. you know, where they were like... I mean that was a bold move. They're like nobody we don't nobody's made a pirate movie and since Roman Polanski's pirates mm-hmm. we're going to do it. We're going well Cutthroat Mu- Island. Muppet Treasure Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island. Cutthroat Island, Muppet Treasure Island and then uh Captain Ron probably. I count that. Yeah, yeah. He says there's gorillas in there. But he means like freedom fighters, yeah. gorillas. Yeah. But he thinks he means monkeys. Yeah. But John Carter. John Carter. So you saw this movie, and it's not as bad as you thought it was? It ends up being pretty good. It's um, it's written by Michael Chabon, who's a, a very popular novelist, a very good novelist. Yeah. Uh, he wrote Wonder Boys, The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, Werewolves in Their Youth, mm-hmm. Yiddish Policeman's Union. Yeah. Which was supposed to, which I think the Coen brothers still own the rights to that yiddish sound, police yeah that sounds right they've been trying to make that for a while i don't know how the coen brothers make movies to be honest like their movies are not financially viable no but somebody is paying for them well they they get it in in critical DVDs acclaim right critical yeah, acclaim. they probably get it in the back end oh yeah oh yeah um box office doesn't mean everything mark Oh, he's doing the money thing. You're right. <laughs> Rubbing his fingers together. Uh, yeah, it ends up being a pretty pretty good movie, and it's a shame that the story is, like, this is the movie that killed Disney films, like, really set them back in a big way because that was another one that they spent, like, $225 well, million. that and Mars Needs Moms, which and... I don't know why they keep giving Robert Zemeckis money to make these, like, dead-eyed films. These dead-eyed digital films. They just look. They, I mean, they look technically nice, yeah. But then you like you watch it and you really start paying attention. And you're like, this is fucking creepy. It's flight, like, flight had a flight had a budget of like thirty million dollars, which is shocking to me that you have 
Robert Zemeckis's career is at a point where like it's tough to get thirty million dollars for his movie with Denzel Washington. But it's you know it's like um, Polar Express. And yeah, Bear Polar Wolf, Express and Beowulf. Beowulf and then Mars Needs Mom. Beowulf. And uh, there was one other one, wasn't there? I think no. I think oh, uh, um, A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I, I don't but know. It's I don't know if Zemeckis did Christmas Carol, but it's it's the same thing. I think he did. But it's actually pretty good, uh, John Carter. It's uh, it's got some really funny moments to it that like you, I didn't ex- I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're draw, You know, the, you have this great uh, you have this great uh, moment where like John Carter is a Civil War veteran, right? Yeah, and he's whisked away to this planet that is in the midst of a civil war. So, you know, there's that the frying pan into the fire, (laughs) the Martian fire. Don't all the characters have goofy names? They, they, uh, what is it? They ask him who he is and where he's from. And he says, like, he said, he says, I'm John Carter. I'm from Georgia. And so for the rest of the movie, people call him Georgia, which is a girl's name. Yeah. Or something like that. But then, like, the actual characters, like, like the, the Mars characters have weird, goofy names, right? Well, they have weird Martian names. I don't think they're... They're not, like, jokes. Like, this is Hilo, and this is Poopy. Yeah, but it's like, uh... Um... I don't know. Like, they could have just... It's at like least... Twi'lek. Or names yeah, like that. just make them, like, something that we can pronounce. So we don't have to see, keep saying, like... Well, then, because it's only going to be, the characters are only going to be known as, like, that's his space girlfriend. That's space his, girlfriend. That's that's his, that's the space boss. Final arguments, Mark. John Carter, uh, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't sound like something I'd want to see. You want to want to see a, a thrilling tale of Martian adventure and adventure? Mm-hmm. No. No. Like a man who's who is this movie made for? That's my people, question. People who like action films. In 2011, who is this movie made for? That like you're pulling from this maybe me very maybe specific, just me. You're pulling from this very specific back uh, backstory or yeah. this very specific source material. That it's like this Edgar Rice Burroughs novel or it's like a series of uh, short stories. All right, so. Or this, Ser- series of yeah, sure. So this is very very specific thing. So it's it's something like something like Tarzan could be timeless. Where because we know it, we know it, but at the same time, it's like Johnny Weissmuller. Man in Jungle is you know is is completely isolated from the rest of humanity. Then he runs into it, and he's like he's, by the, apes. he's the king of the jungle. He's the man is able to. Um, Still feels compelled to shave for some reason. Some reason you think he'd have a big, a big bushy beard. Yeah. Uh, but John Carter, it's like a Civil War transplant, and now he's in Mars. He's on and Mars, so... and he's he's fighting a war that he doesn't want to be a part of. He's fighting for freedom and independence. Yeah. He's super powered, like he can jump higher. But again, like what? You know who is this movie? Like who is clamoring for this movie? The fact that the fact of the matter is, who was clamoring for a Speed Racer? Like at this speed, point, well, here's the thing. But Speed Racer is a known property. 
Yeah, it's a known property. That doesn't mean people want it. It's like if they were making a, I don't know, if they were like making a live action GoBots. Oh. You'd be like, I, oh, oh, hold I don't on a care second. About the hold GoBots. on a second. I think you've really stumbled onto something. Why do I want to see the GoBots? I do. Because um, planets in a jam. No, that's the Z-Bots. Planets in a jam. And some only one man. Ninjas. Hinges. You, you ever see the Z-Bots? Maybe I'll splice in the theme song. Probably won't. Probably won't. Any, but uh, Mark, it's one thing. It's one thing to be like, I'm familiar with Speed Racer. I am it's maybe familiar a, with Speed Racer. It's maybe a movie Racer. that I personally won't want to see, but I'm familiar with it enough to that I can walk into a theater. I can say, okay, I got it. Yeah, I know what this movie's going to be without that much. John Carter, on the other hand, it's based on this property, and the the way the advertising worked is it was like finally. Yes. This this return this big screen revival right. of the historical fictional classic from the man from, that, from Edgar Rice Burroughs. The man that brought you Tarzan. Tarzan. John Carter John of Carter. Mars. And you're just like and you know, Disney was kind of expecting people to be like, Yes, finally. Instead, I don't know if they were expecting people to say yes, finally, or if they were just ex- expecting people to say, well, because the ad campaign I remember was like from the studio that brought you Pirates Story. of the Caribbean. <laughs> like they're, they don't even believe this ad sell. It's so hard. But and it just and it's like if they wanted it to be their avatar, it didn't it didn't it just didn't hit. It didn't hit. It mm. came out at a weird point in weird time of year. Again, Taylor Kitsch is not the guy to run your movie unless you want to run it into the ground. <laughs> but uh, Willem Dafoe is great in it as an alien. All right. Dominic Cooper, um, fresh off the stellar turn as Jigsaw in, in uh, the Punisher. Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's hard to it's hard to say. It, well, let me ask you this: In comparison to Avatar, like, is it their Avatar? Can you see the parallels? Not really. No. No. I think it's. I've. I've this, I, but this, they wanted this, this to I be. Actually, a, they I would, wanted this to be a franchise. Yeah, they wanted it to be a franchise because there's like 29 books. Yeah. Or short stories or whatever, and I think it could have been. It was just confusing mm-hmm. and. I think it's. I would actually say it's better than Avatar because I have a lot of problems with Avatar. The only thing I like about Avatar is the bad guy, who is so over the top and insane. He's got a big knife. He's got a big knife, even though <laughs> he's a robot with a big knife. He's got a huge You're like, knife. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Says you. He wants to take that tree fucking down. Yeah. He'll he, cut it down himself if he, he hates has to. that tree. Show that tree what's up. Um, Get some unobtainium. Uh, that's that's bad. Let me ask you this: uh, Does John Carter at some point ride a giant like bug monster? Yeah, he has he has like a dog creature that has like thirty legs that runs really fast. Okay, all right, all right. Um, Mark Strong, he's there. Yes, I don't know why. You're selling me on all the on the, uh, every single scene of this movie. <laughs> it's. Does Willem Dafoe does play do... Russian roulette? Yeah, or is that that's not Willem Dafoe? That's Christopher Walken. Does yeah, if you're talking about the deer hunter, uh, does Willem Dafoe 
Um, does he does he uh, talk like the Green Goblin? <laughs> no. Uh, I guess <coughs> this is difficult because it it's really just coming down to you like Speed Racer, I don't. You've never seen the movie I'm talking about. Is it action packed? Is like there's stuff happening all the time. Why did this movie get such a bum rap? Uh, it's not really action packed either. <laughs> You're fucking killing me, Mark. I think I think I have to give it up. I think you get it in two. Yes. It's hard for yes! me to sell this movie. Yes. It got a bum rap because the act the main actor is bad. So yeah, so like, compared to Emil Hirsch, he's great. He's fine. Yeah. You think with such a paper thin idea of like Speed Racer? No, he's great. It's great in the movie. It's great. John Goodman's kind of. John Goodman is just. Do kinda... the jokes fall? The jokes, as I recall, the jokes do not land a lot. There's, it, it's a, the the way the movie's paced. It's it's all about the action. Yeah. And the fact that there are like hokey jokes in there, are just for the fact that this is the source material. Yeah. So it's like. At some point, the kid and the monkey see a lot of candy, and they're like, oh, it's like, boing, like, it's kind of like that. Yeah. And they eat a lot of candy, or um, they're, like, kidnapped by ninjas at some point, and mm-hmm. then, like, the trunk pops open, and, like, it's the monkey and the kid, and they, like, take this, like, pose, and, like, the background drops out, and it's, like, a different, <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's, like... It, it, again, it's, it takes its it, cues from the from the cartoon. Is it like their imagination? No, like it's like, you know, it's like um, they like pop out and they're like silhouetted and like yeah. white, and it's like slow motion as they come out, and they're both wearing like karate geese. That's um, ridiculous. So, uh, so the jokes aren't supposed to land because they're supposed to be dumb and hokey. It's all about the action because they do these huge, like. These race sequences are like a good fifteen minutes, and it's like there's constantly shit happening. It's like pod race after pod race after it's, pod it's race. It's like if you like the pod race in Star Wars, which by itself there's nothing wrong with that scene. But if you wanted a movie of pod racing, yeah. And Greg Proops, then punta la punta pod race. Then you have to sign up for Speed Racer. But it's it's a fun looking movie. It's supposed to look very colorful. Like, everything, it's all primary colors. It's like Dick Tracy was. Yeah. Where, um, But Dick Tracy was a lot of practical. Dick, T- Dick Tracy had charm. It's a, it's a lot of practical effects. That but but these are the, sets that are actually built. The sets that were built and the sets that were used and the color palette was specifically CMYK. Yeah. Where it's like, it's supposed to look like a comic. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to look like the funny pages. And um, little Lulu. It's supposed to look like a funny book. Uh, but um, Nemo, man, you gotta wake up. Because like Dick Tracy's solid yellow, and then Bugsy is green, and and Breathless is black, and I think there's a red character. There's um, Dustin Hoffman's mumbles. I think is purple or solid blue. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and big boy is big boy. Big boy. <laughs> He's wearing well. His costume changes throughout. Purple, I think it's right? Mostly it's, purple. Is it green or? Well, anyway, it's, again, it takes its cues from that. So it's 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 interesting what they do. But with the same thing with the Speed Racer, it's like that color palette is so bright. Like you, there, you could have seen the one way they could have taken it. But I think this is the most this is the most successful, interesting way they could have taken the Speed Racer movie, 
And it's a shame that not as many eyes went to it because they probably got scared off by, A, the source material, and B, the reviews that were coming out of it. But sometimes critics have a pole up their ass when it comes to stuff that's just fun to watch. Yeah. That, I, the first 10 minutes of Speed Racer are difficult. You're, you're either in or you're not, is how I think of those first it's like a 10 mon- minutes. It's a montage of like his it's successes, like his, right? Well, it's his and youth. And it's just like constantly... No, it's, it's Speed as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like in his car. He's in his older brother's car because his older brother picks him up after school. And everything looks like a cartoon, even though it's live action. Yeah. And you're like, you either go, oh, this is cool. I'm in. Or you go, I, I don't I don't like this. This looks odd to me. And it's and it's one thing. And again, like the false backgrounds are one thing, but it's not, you're not there. You know, it's like the characters are supposed to. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, you're not trying to blend in something like um, Mace Windu into this like realistic looking background. Yeah. Like Samuel Jackson is not supposed to be blending into, or Samuel Jackson well, is supposed to be like in, during the middle of this fight. So like the fight at the end of Attack of the Clones. We'll we'll do it this way. John Carter is supposed to look like he's interacting with these aliens. Yes. And this dog creature that has thirty legs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're. All that the, their job is making it look like it's natural and happening. Yes. Whereas Speed Racer says, "It's a cartoon. It's, it's supposed a cartoon. to look like a cartoon." You got popcorn in front of you. We're gonna have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look a little artificial. It's supposed to look a little bit like a cartoon. Yeah. As opposed to when you watch the internet, you know, you watch Attack of the Clones. It took a lot of risks. Attack of the Clones. You're like, this is not supposed to be a cartoon, but it looks like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Especially when, uh, um, what's his fucking name? uh Django fett not palpatine but uh the uh christopher lee dooku yeah starts flipping around with yoda you're just like jesus christ this looks bad yeah it was cool no it I, wasn't. I remember being like this is cool and then the credits run and you're like actually that movie kind of sucked <laughs> that was pretty 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 bad pretty bad but i won you won in two big winner Raising your score too. More than you. Yes. 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 Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, and I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? This, all this insight about Speed Racer. I assume if you listen to any other episode, Speed you're going to get and John Carter, more yeah. of the same. You can always do that by listening to past episodes on the Flickering Box at WordPress.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, or you can listen to us via Stitcher. 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 Which allows you to stream episodes directly to your smartphone. All that information at the Flickering Box at WordPress.com. And if you'd like to leave a comment or uh, send us a message, talk about how much you love Speed Racer. If you guys want to set up like a Speed Racer like watch party, like we can do that. How much you didn't see John Carter? <laughs> You can always do that by leaving a message underneath this very post, or you can email us at botbpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read them on the air. We'll get the watch party all set up. You know, don't tell the Wachowski siblings because we have to pay the money, you know, because we can't, we can screen it. It's, it's a private party. Yeah. We're not going to like screen it on the back of like a building or something, but you know, maybe we will. I don't know. We want, we want people, we want more people to experience how good Speed Racer is. It's a good movie, Mark. You've watched it at the gym a number of times. I've seen anytime I see it at the gym or anytime it's on TV, like I have to sit and kind of yeah. watch watch a little bit of it. Um, but John Carter, I'd see John Carter on TV and I'm like, 
Nah, not interested. Nah. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks, bug dog. Mm-mm. <laughs> but again, this is going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best. Remark, Xander. Later. Nip, nip, nip. And crazy prizes. I don't know why we don't have a job as AM DJs. Okay, so those are the fabulous prizes. It was a new. It was a yeah. It was a hydrogen bomb. Sure. Sucked all the air back right. in.